my name is Samar Russell, and you're listening to episode 43 of The Place of Sound. For those of you tuning back in, you may be wondering who I am and where the original host, Vincent Andrasani, is. Don't worry, he'll be back, but for now, I'm doing a little takeover. To give you a little background about myself, I'm currently a third-year communications and media studies student at Carleton University. Last year, when I was taking one of Professor Andersani's courses, I told him how I wanted to get involved with and work on this podcast. He was kind enough to present me with this opportunity to collaborate on this podcast and for me to give a go at hosting and producing my own episodes. But before I ended up here at Carleton, I was in Vancouver, BC. Some of you may know its famous nickname, Rain-Couver. Although the walk to school wasn't always pleasant, with my shoes and backpack soaked by the time I arrived, I would tell myself if it weren't for the rain, the trees wouldn't be the screen, and the air wouldn't be so fresh. After spending 13 years living in Vancouver, I decided it was time for a change. So that brings me here today, in Ottawa, home of Beaver Tales and, of course, Carleton University. There isn't as much rain here, but there is the beautiful Canal River and tons more snow that needs shoveling. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm really looking forward to sharing my new projects with you here on The Place of Sound. For those of you who are listening for the first time, The Place of Sound is a show that explores the theme of space or the social geography using sound and listening. This is done through a variety of audio media production formats, so you can expect to do a few different types of listening in a single show. Episodes consist of what we refer to as audio portraits or oral history style interviews that explore topics of home. Soundscape compositions, which use everyday sounds to communicate the personal and social significance of a given place, and we typically end the episode with a short documentary-style piece that explores the place-based identity of the producer. The aim with these projects is to allow the producer to think about the places that made them who they are today. These are the types of projects you can expect to hear on The Place of Sound, and all of them are produced by students here at Carleton University. They're what gets produced in comms 4501 Digital Media Production, which is a fourth-year workshop course in the Communications and Media Studies program. Okay. Okay. 
Now enough blabbering and on to the projects. In this episode, we'll listen to an audio portrait, a soundscape composition, and an audio documentary. Three projects in total. The first is an audio portrait by Chris Lee titled Finding Home. It consists of an interview that Chris conducted with her friend Jessica on the topic of home. In it, Jessica describes what home means to her today with her experience moving from Colombia to the States and to here now, Canada. In doing so, she questions how certain cultural changes and different languages affected her description of what home is. The second project is a soundscape composition titled A Place for Escape by Matthew Loy. In this piece, Matthew focuses on the theme of escapism, describing his time spent in a neighborhood pub, which he has been going to for four years, listening to different types of live music from Ottawa locals. And lastly, we'll listen to an audio documentary by Raquel Costa Correa, titled A Place Just For Me. This piece is about the ways that her childhood home, specifically her bedroom, shaped Raquel's identity and through a phone call with her mom, she brings us to some of her most meaningful memories. She shares her journey with singing and songwriting and how no matter where her home is, she finds comfort in singing in her room. Okay, let's begin with Chris's audio portrait titled Finding Home. Chris, over to you. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm a fourth-year communications and media studies student at Carleton University. What you're about to listen to is an audio portrait project for my digital media production class. For this project, I had a chat with my friend Jessica about her concept of home and her journey finding home as a refugee in North America. Her story gave me a lot of new perspectives, and I hope you'll enjoy it. My name is Jessica. Uh, I was born in Colombia, but I grew up in North America. I was a refugee when I moved to the States, and then I became a refugee again when I moved to Canada. So my perception of home really did change a lot. And I always asked myself, like, where am I from? Where's my home? But until now, just actually recently, like the past two or three years, I actually feel like I understand what home is for me. And it's just where I feel comfortable and like I feel happy in the city where I am even though my parents are far from me. Growing up as a refugee who moved to the U.S. Um, obviously we couldn't go back to our whole country to see my parents family so I grew up really isolated from my expanded family. Um, I only had my parents and my siblings around and then when we moved to Canada, it was the same situation all over again, but in a different language, in French. And I remember when I was in Quebec, it felt like I didn't belong because I couldn't make friends. For years, I felt that this wasn't my home. And it took me a good at least four to five years to actually start feeling like, okay, this is my home. And because of the fact that I went from English to French, literally from like one day to another. That whole switch really molded the way that I socialized. Growing up, I really had a tough time finding my own place and identity in, in Quebec. And I guess, I guess the biggest barrier was the cultural change and the language. 
when I think about my favorite memory of like my home, I always go back to my first year. That was the moment that I moved out of Quebec. And I was now placed in an English-speaking province or a city because I didn't have those social connections. Throughout the, the few years in Quebec, I thought I wasn't able to make friends. And I thought that I wasn't able to fit in into social gatherings, social spaces. But first year, when I actually started socializing and it was English, I realized that it's not a me having problems socializing. It's more so I couldn't socialize because everything was French. But now that everything's in English, to me, I just went crazy. And that was like, I made so many friends. I, I prioritized my friends, my friendships over my grades sometimes. But to this day, I don't regret it. Because all the memories that come from that first year, all the friends I, I, I had, all the connections, all the events, the socials, all those things that I experienced in first year were the things that I lacked growing up in Quebec. So I think those, that was like my main transition to actually me finding myself in Ottawa. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, Jessica, for sharing your story. Being a first-generation immigrant myself, I can relate to Jessica. Like her, I struggled with my definition of what home is. Before we move on to the next project, I want to ask you, could you relate to Jessica's story? Was finding home a journey for you, and do you find home within the people around you or the places you are in? For those of you who attended university, was your first year a pivotal moment in your life as well? That's just some food for thought. All right, over to you, Matthew. Hi, my name is Matthew Loy, and in this soundscape composition, I'm really excited to share with you a glimpse into one of my favorite places by virtue of sound. The main theme of this project is escapism. More specifically, it focuses on what elevates an environment to allow it to occupy such a special place in people's hearts and minds, and in turn, allows them to escape from the real world while they're there. So sit back, take a listen, and I hope you enjoy. I'm standing outside the neighborhood pub, a small dive bar in the West End College Ward of Ottawa known for their pinball and 65 cent chicken wings. Sandwiched in between a cannabis dispensary and a perpetually vacant storefront, its unassuming exterior is equally matched once you go inside. But everything changes on Thursdays. It's jam night, an open stage for musicians of all calibers to go and get their 15 minutes of fame. Thursday is the bar's busiest night, and once the music starts, the jovial crowd shifts from the pinball hall to the front of the stage. Buzz. 
pretty young thing plays People arrive from all areas of the city to attend. After all, places like this are a dying breed. I myself have been attending for over four years. This Thursday's cast of musicians is atypically diverse. There's acoustic folk, on the Saturday night, I mean, long, oh, sitting down, punk rock, blues, and plenty of classic rock. Even with all the drinks on the menu, the bar only sells one thing, escapism. Brief, but potent. Because soon enough, the music stops, and next Thursday is all I can think about. Thanks, Matthew. Being a music lover myself, I love the different kinds of music that you included. And I love spaces that force you to be present and forget what's going on in the outside world. Now we're going to listen to the last project of the episode. But before we do that, I want you to picture your childhood home or bedroom. Was there a hobby you had that you found comfort in? Do your memories involve your loved ones? or certain sounds? While you're listening to this project, hold on to this image in your mind and see if you can understand the feelings and emotions Raquel is referring to in her audio documentary. Raquel, over to you. Hi, my name is Raquel Costa Correa and you are listening to A Place Just For Me. In this audio documentary is a story about sharing with you a space within myself that is part of my identity and has shaped who I am today in the place I am today. In it, I sit down for an interview with my mom over Zoom to help recall the best embarrassing moment of my childhood when figuring out the purpose and role that music and singing have had in my life. Take a listen, and I hope you enjoy. I think I was around six years old when I lived at 144 Large Crescent. This was my first home. It was a cute house. My room was quite literally a square, very small. It had four walls that were painted this awful yellow color that I guess accented the dingy beige carpet on the ground. I remember there was this large rectangular window on one of the walls and it looked out to the path that led to a park near my home and there were all these trees and people and traffic that would pass by and I would just stare, even at night to gaze at the moon or in the morning to watch the sunrise. And it was like my first stone space. I loved that home and that room. I think it was the first time I found my voice. 
but also the first time I was incredibly embarrassed with sharing a part of myself with someone in particular. Hi, Mom. Hey, Boo. Do you remember the first time you heard me singing? I think the first time you sang was when you were around, I'd say around five or six, when we were at Large Crescent. You found uh, this little gray mini boom box that played CDs and had a little microphone, and you brought it upstairs to your room. You ended up choosing the songs that you enjoyed, and you made them your own. You sang along and created your own melodies on your guitar in your room by yourself. You'd be up there for hours in your room, <laughs> keeping yourself occupied, and you would just express yourself until you thought that the song was absolutely perfect before anyone else could hear it. <laughs> you were practicing and practicing because you wanted to do something for our Christmas get-together. You created a new song so that you could play for everybody on that Christmas. And again, you were up in your room for hours and hours and hours making your own melody, your own words. You were a little, little intimidated by performing in front of everyone, but... I have to say, you did an amazing job. Everybody absolutely loved it. They loved your voice. Everybody was in awe. I just remember Uncle looking at Uncle Joe at that time, and there's literally he was he was amazed. There was tears in his eyes. He was so enamored by what you did all on your own, and I was just I was just in awe that everybody was so taken aback by you. You wanted uh, to keep it to yourself, but your dad encouraged you to to get out in front of people and, and challenge yourself and do it in front of people so that one day if you wanted to become a performer, then <laughs> you'd have to practice. Yeah. It was hyping you up uh, for that song that you made. <laughs> you know, we were, we were so shocked that you came up with that song, that you came up with these words being so young. Yeah. It was uh, it was amazing. We had no idea that you could do something like that. So your dad, he was so excited that he believed you could become whatever you wanted. So he said, you should send this to Ellen. It was featured on the show. Ellen's got talent. So naturally, I emailed Ellen DeGeneres. I found this random email on the internet and... I sent a video that my dad captured of me sitting on my parents' bed with this giant acoustic guitar and singing my song, I Love You More.
it's like two years now and still no response from Ellen DeGeneres. She never responded. Neither did her team the way that my parents and I imagined she would. There's this video of me floating around the internet somewhere of me as a little girl introducing myself to Ellen and how much I loved her show and singing her my song for her to like notice and hopefully feature me on her television show for me to blow up. And so how would you say it's part of my identity, like even as a kid and now? I think you like to sing because it, it soothes, soothes your soul. It was a way for you to create and, and think through things that you were dealing with in your life. Something upset you, then you'd like to go up there and sing and, and that just kind of released released whatever tensions you were feeling and stuff that you had to deal with. You had a passion for it. Thing that'll stick with you because that's something that uh, keeps you calm and, and you enjoy it. It's not something you have to do with people. It's just something you do on your own. I think it was for the best, honestly. Singing my song in front of my family and people who are close to me already means more to me than anything else. I still kept the bright purple shirt my aunt got me that said I love you more on it when I performed at Christmas and I'll always admire how much my family has my back and believes in this part of me that I don't really share with just anyone. I am 23 years old living in downtown Ottawa. I moved a lot in my lifetime and had many homes but always sang in my room just to myself and I really only share this part of me with the people I form trusting relationships with. I didn't become a superstar or a kid prodigy like my parents envisioned. I am Raquel, a fourth year communication and media studies major who likes creating and exploring who I am through music and singing and to me music is just one part of who I am today and it doesn't need any validation from anyone. It's my space and it's just for me. What a great story. Thanks for sharing, Raquel. And for what it's worth, if I were Ellen, I'd have you on my show in a heartbeat. The song you wrote was very catching. so much for tuning in to this episode of The Place of Sound. To those of you who have been following along through the past few episodes of the show, I hope you enjoyed my episode takeover. I hope this episode left you asking yourself some questions. And I want you to reflect on those questions and think back to the environments that you grew up in. What specific sounds shaped your home? Like Matt, is there certain spaces that offer you escapism? Or like Raquel, who finds her hobby, singing, brings the comfort of home? Or is your story like Jessica's, 
did you move around a lot and have struggles finding your identity and definition of home? Again, all these projects are produced by Carleton students in the Communication and Media Studies program. As I mentioned earlier, I'll be making more contributions to the show in the coming months. I'll expand on my experience growing up in Vancouver and how the adjustment to living in Ottawa has been. Let me mention one thing now. I've been living here for three years and I'm still not used to the winters. What I do love, however, is the sunshine we get on these days and I feel the shift of Ottawa becoming my home. But more on that later. Before I sign off, a couple quick notes. The first is about the featured work section on the Place of Sound website. It's a blog that presents some of the individual projects you will hear or have heard on this show. On the site, you're of course able to play the audio work itself, but you can also see some of the original photos and the writing that students produce to go along with the audio. Since you can't read that writing or see the photos on the radio show, this is a great way to access it. So make sure you go check out the blog section on theplaceofsound.ca. The second is that if you enjoyed this show, you can listen back to previous episodes. You can find them in two places, on ckcufm.com or on the website at theplaceofsound.ca. But in the meantime, keep your ear out for upcoming episodes, which will air on CKCU Radio every other Monday at 6.30 p.m. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I'm looking forward to speaking with you again soon. Goodbye!